Are you interested in learning skills to tackle a specific problem in your school, district, or local union? Consider applying for an OEA Empowerment Academy to receive the support you need to take action. Details at grow.oregoned.org. You're listening to OEA Grow, a member-led production of the Oregon Education Association and a proud member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network. OEA Grow is by members for members. In Season 8, we're all in this together with Beth Aidlaw. Hello, and welcome back to OEA Grow. I'm your host, Beth Aidlot, for this season eight, where we discuss how we as educators are all in this together with connections we can make to ensure our success and that of our students. Today, we're talking with Jana Giles of the United North Marion Educators. She's also a third grade teacher. And we're talking with her about how we can connect with our union. As we begin our conversation, Janet, can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you came to this profession? Yeah. So I'm Janet Giles, as Beth said, and um, I am our president for my local, which is United North Marion Educators. I'm also a full-time third grade teacher. Uh, because my local is so small, I don't get any release time. So I work full-time as well as the president duties. And I've been an educator for seven years now. Uh, two of which were first grade, the rest have been third grade. And I got involved with the union for three main reasons, or because of three reasons. So um, the first would be that the negotiations team asked for volunteers to share a story during negotiations my second year of teaching. And I volunteered to do that because I felt like it was important. My voice was heard. And that kind of sparked something in me. Um, And then the second reason I got involved was because the current vice president of the time asked me to. And is not usually how it goes when you get involved with a union is that someone asks. <laughs> always. And then um, the always. third reason is that, yeah, always. <laughs> even and even the third podcast, reason I got really involved. You were asked to do this podcast too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So similarly, the third reason why I was involved was because OEA actually reached out and asked me to take an emerging leaders course. Uh, and that was because my Unisurf consultant at the time recommended me for that. So there were connections with OEA as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, how has being involved in the union helped you professionally as a third grade teacher? Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting because third grade teaching is so different than union work. I love third grade teaching. Um, I still have to manage people. So it's really similar in that way. Um, But being involved in the union helped me learn as much about my education field as I can, which is something I've always wanted to do is learn as much about education, all aspects, which includes union work. And so um, being involved in the union has given me an opportunity to connect with my fellow educators in the entire state. Um, And it also helps me stand up for what is right. I've always been that kind of person that doesn't just sit idly by. But if I see something's wrong or unjust, I'm going to stand up and fight for it. Um, which also leads to advocating for those in need. Just like sharing my story at the negotiations, bargaining mm-hmm. conversation, 
I was able to share like I'm in need. <laughs> so help district, please. And then that's now led to me being like my members are in need. So district, you need to step up and help. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how uh, the the unions are organized across the state of Oregon? Yeah. So the way that it works is that we start the smallest is the local. And so each district has an opportunity to have their local union and um, members pay local dues to that. And then um, when you are part of a local, you're also a part of a Uniserve group. So like mine's called Mid Valley because we're all the Willamette Valley and we serve 13 locals and OEA provides a Uniserve consultant for us. And then to get bigger, it goes to the state Oregon Education Association and that's everybody in the state. And you're an OEA member if you're also a part of your local. And then NEA, which is the National Education Association. So everything is all like under the umbrella of NEA. And it's all connected and we pay dues for all of them. So so as we are members of our local union, we're also members of the state. And oh, no, mm-hmm. but you said that there was another level before that. Right. Yeah, there's uh, the Uniserve level. So exactly. um, ours is called Mid Valley Uniserve. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then we have OEA uh, as the state, and then NEA, National Education Association. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, and tell us- each level like provides their own resources. So each level provides like NEA has just so many resources because they're national. Uh-huh. And then OEA has a little, I mean, not fewer, but they help more locally, like more Oregon based, obviously. So it's really exciting to see like the work being done between NEA and OEA and then how that can directly impact your local. Uh-huh. So the, the local unions would um, deal with the very specific problems of specific schools or the specific yes. area, but then they are supported by the next level up. Right. And they have exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the the support is huge. So like we have a Uniserve consultant through OEA. So this is something OEA provides for us, which part of our dues go to. And um, without them, we would not be as successful at bargaining or successful as functioning as a local union because of the support that OEA provides for us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's support and like building rep training so they're the ones providing that training uh bargaining training so when it's time not only do they do the training but they help you with the actual bargaining process because we're all teachers we're not lawyers we're not experts um not a lot of us haven't been trained in organizing and so it's really important that there is somebody we can contact and reach out to when it comes time for us to start that organizing conversation Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So, so tell me, how do you, um, as a representative of the union, as the president of your local union, how do you reach the new hires, the new educators when, when they come into the profession or they come to Oregon from other places? How do you reach them? Yeah. So there was a law passed a while ago now. And within the law, the union's get a paid 30-minute new hire orientation. And that's Mm. something that OEA has really been pushing for and all of our locals should be doing anyway. But it's it's, um, an exciting time because after the Janus law passed where people do not automatically join unions, they have to opt in now. 
we lost some membership, like OEA lost membership and the locals did. Uh, so now we have to ask, will you join the union? Which is, that has been the generation I've been a part of. I was not a part of before when people were just brought into the union. So for me, the ask is extremely important. So when we have new hires, we have to have a new hire orientation and teach them about why they should join the union. Uh, so we give them free food because that's really important. And we give them <laughs> swag. And sometimes OEA gives us swag to use, which is great. Or we'll use our own local swag. Um, and then we have a meeting with them, kind of let them know these are all the benefits. We show them our contract and we say, we got this amazing contract for you. So please join us so that we can keep pushing for great contracts down the road. Um, and then we also talk about how the union is your work insurance. We have car insurance, we have health insurance, but you don't have insurance for your job. So for us, our union is that insurance. So it's an investment to make sure that you're protected. Mm -hmm. uh, you and then making, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, can you talk a little bit more about that, the, the job insurance? That's, that's an interesting concept there. Yeah. So union's job is to protect policy that's in place using our collective bargaining agreement. So collective bargaining agreement and contract are synonymous. We use them interchangeably. And depending on the contract, you negotiate every year, you negotiate two years, you negotiate every three years. I've never heard of a district getting more than a three-year long contract. But within the contract has policies that are in place and language that protect teachers or that establish a procedure that needs to be followed. So like when I think about it, we have 33 articles now, I think it is. And within that, it talks about association rights. And so what happens when people do sign up for the union? It talks about transfers. So our article four talks about if you are qualified to teach one job, and the admin wants to transfer you to another position, how much, how many rights do admin have to actually transfer you? So we get all this language in around protecting the job itself. Uh, we have complaint procedure. We have grievance procedure. So a, a grievance, and if I'm going too much in the weeds, feel free to let me know. Oh, no, no, no. This is all good okay. information for those of us out there who may be members of OEA in our yeah. local chapter. But um Yes, please, please continue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the, the the most engaging part of being a union leader is negotiations because it gets people really fired up. It's really relevant. And we talk about pay. But one of the most important pieces is making sure the contract is being followed. So uh -huh. one of the ways is through the grievance procedure. So what can happen is if people realize that administrators are not following the contract, they can submit a grievance. And the uh -huh. grievance just means the district is not following the policy. So it gets submitted by a member and their usually rep, their building rep or the grievance chair. And it always like it usually goes lowest level possible. And then if they don't resolve it, it goes to the next level, which is usually superintendent. Then it goes to the school board and then it can go to arbitration. But the reason why that's so important is because we need to make sure we're enforcing all the language that's being negotiated. Uh -huh. So that kind of goes back to that insurance piece of your job needs. You need to make sure that everybody's following the correct policies and procedures. 
And that's why your contracts exist. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you're not you're not alone. That's basically what what you're saying is because of the union, um, we are not alone as educators. Yes. Um, we we can reach out, uh, do a grievance, or we we have the support there. Um, it's yes. not um, o- OEA um, Oregon Education Association. The resources are not limited to the bargaining for the contract, though, apparently. Uh, Would would you like to talk to that a little bit? All the other resources. Yeah. So like OEA helps advocate for educators' needs, which will directly impact students. And so one of, I was telling you earlier, one of my favorite parts of OEA is their professional development. I've had some of the best trainings of my educational career through OEA. And it can be anything from like equity and inclusion training. It could be how to implement the new tribal laws. It's all over the spectrum of any type of professional development that you'd like. And because you are a dues paying member, you don't have to pay for those trainings and you get PDUs. Uh Uh Also, um, yeah, I mean, OEA always likes to bring in the voices of their educators And so it's not top down, which I really like. It's definitely member led. It's a member led community, which is really important. And um, OEA has a system that helps you work with the school board. So you can even work, learn how to work with your school board or how to help find candidates um, and help get them not get them elected because we don't actually get to get school board members elected, but we can help teach potential school board members this is what a campaign could look like for you you're a pro teacher would you be interested in running and try and help train up some people Um, and and what's really cool about the school board process that they have is it's not a tit for tat you do this I get this it's definitely just a you're someone that's pro teacher but you're also really interested in making education better for students here's how we can help you Uh Oh, that sounds wonderful. And and the resources, uh, I, I like what you said about um, it. it's not top down, that we care about um, our own voices. Hence this podcast, of course, where yeah. it's uh, <laughs> member-led, member-hosted, member-guested. Uh, we, we want to talk to each other. It's um, through resources like this podcast, uh, we communicate with each other. We get to hear voices from all around the state, not just our local chapters. Are there other ways that um, our union helps build connections between members across the state? So like the trainings, they have a lot of, well, they have some conferences. Unfortunately, the summer conference is not happening this year. Um, but I've attended every conference, summer conference for the last like five years, which is an amazing time, not only to get those trainings, but also to network and meet other educators. Huh. Um, they have president's meetings every month via Zoom. And so we're able to connect with other presidents if you are a president or even a leader. It, it, they have vice presidents on there, too. Um, and then... Um, tell us some more about those conferences. 
uh, even the one that's not taking place now? Because that seems like, is it open for all members to go to or just the leaders yes. in the group? Oh, all members. Yeah, can no, go. it's open. All dues paying members can go and it's free for the most part. I mean, there's like little caveats of if you live within 50 miles, they won't pay for you to stay at the hotel. So there's that piece, but all the food, all the trainings, um, all the networking is is already paid for with your own dues. Mm-hmm. And what kind of trainings do they have there? So that's where they have a lot of the like, oh man, I've I've done so many. I've done tribal history. I did um, intro like uh, new leaders. Mm-hmm. So I did a new leader training. Done equity inclusion. I've done um, transgender rights. Uh, let's see. What else have I done? There have been a lot. Uh, bargaining trainings happen there. A treasury training can happen there. Building rep trainings. Uh, there's one called Grievance, Gripe, or Grumble, which was oh all God. about when a member comes to you, you have to know if what they're telling you is a complaint like a grumble, if it's a gripe where like you can resolve it, but it's not contractual, or if it's a grievance where, oh, no, so the admin is breaking policy. We need to change that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So there's like a wide variety of these amazing trainings. So that sounds like something that would be absolutely incredible um, to go to, to um, t- just help in a wide variety of ways as we as educators are, are trying to strengthen our resources. Um, I, I mm-hmm. think that's, that's wonderful. And I, I'm, I'm assuming that as you're talking to the new hires, you're talking to them when we're all reaching out for ways to support ourselves. Um, yes. I always tell our new hires and send out the information about the, the trainings. So the uh, read will always email new and upcoming events happening in the summer. There's book studies you can do that aren't a part of the conference. So there's still other activities. I've read, I know that they had a book study about like grading for equity and they brought together all these teachers to review their own grading practices. Mm. And that was like the teacher's time, but they got PDUs, professional development units to go towards their license. And they were able to communicate with educators in Oregon, like anywhere in Oregon to talk about their grading practices. And that's such an amazing opportunity to grow professionally because it's not just you on your own trying something new. It's a group of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what we're talking about is connections here. And what you're telling us is that through the union, it's not just connections within our own individual school, but we can also go outside of our school, outside of our town and anywhere in the state and find out mm-hmm. what people are doing. Um, That's that, why OEA is so great and so important to make those connections for us because it's, I mean, teaching can be a very isolating job as I'm sure everyone listening knows. Um, <laughs> and it's really easy for us to feel alone and scared and uncertain. But when you have these connections that the union helps provide, you feel very safe and you feel very heard and seen uh, it's just an amazing way to grow professionally and personally and figure out, well, what do I want? What do I believe? And ask it in such a safe space. It's not judgmental. It's it's how can we make you better for our students? Because that's what it all comes down to, right? How do we make it better for our students? 
and 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 can we can we pursue that a, a little bit? The safe space that it's not judgmental. Um, the teachers can ask any question. It's almost like a safe haven. It sounds like from the way you're describing it, uh, they're not being judged. They're not being evaluated. They can honestly say, mm-hmm. "I don't know what to do about this," or "Teach me more about this." Yes. Um, so can you, can you? It's different than a district. Yeah. Like if you have questions or you want to learn a new teaching strategy or a new teaching style and you go to your admin, there's a slight concern of, well, this is my boss. So if I tell them I need help in an area, what are they going to say or think? Whereas if you go to fellow educators and you say, I want to try this new thing. Can I get some support? Some support? And they're willing to help you. It's like, oh, well, they're not going to evaluate me in the fall or in the spring. Like, they're just here to help. And so it's, and OEA, I don't know, I've made some incredible connections with other people that aren't even involved in, like, they're not OEA leaders, they're fellow educators. And so to hear how other schools are doing different strategies, like, I know our middle school does AVID. I don't know if you've ever heard of AVID. I'm not uh, an expert on AVID. What, what is AVID? I, AVID is a, uh, I honestly don't feel qualified to tell you, but I know it's like a learning experience. You know who would be great at sharing that is Zach Melzer. He's the president of Park Rose, but they're a whole AVID school. But it's uh-huh. been cool because I know he's involved in AVID and then our middle school's involved in AVID. So I've been able to hear from both sides. And I can connect them together if they ever have questions. Like our vice president next year went to Park Rose and got to observe the Abbott School in Park Rose. So it was fun to hear those connections that I've made between two people in the past, one through OEA and one through my own local. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sorry, so I can't you- elaborate on Avid. Feel free to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's perfectly okay. That's perfectly okay. Um but you know what that does is it shows us exactly the power of OEA because um, I had never heard of that before, but I know where to find out about it, you know. Yes. And uh, I, um, I, I want to encourage our listeners to look at the OEA website if you haven't gone there to find this podcast because there's a wealth of information there. And um, I think even without going to a conference, you find out what's going on all around Oregon. And so if you want to try something new or different, or you want to find something different, that might be a place to look, do you think? Um, oh, definitely. There's there's even resources on, I know that they did the research on the disruptive learning. And I know that's something that they're planning on providing more support with coming up here. Um, But I know like they just provided a training where you can meet virtually with a group about resiliency, like resiliency and teaching. And what I love about OEA is a lot, a lot of their stuff is like how to be a better teacher, but also Uh it's how to be your best self. And they really focus on mental health and they Uh check in like, how are you? Because if you're not in, a good place. If you're not your best self, how are you going to be able to show up for your teacher, your students? So it's cool to see there, they do have such a focus on mental health and making sure the teacher themselves is okay. So, so we have a union that is concerned about um, 
our whole self, not just us as educators, but understands that all of us needs to be okay in order to function as teachers. Um, Speaking of all of that, um, we are still coming off of the pandemic. OEA had a lot of work to do during the pandemic, did it not? Dealing with the trauma of the, the students, the teachers, the complete change of pedagogical methods. Um, what role did OEA play in in helping, mm-hmm. in support during that time? Yeah, they became very present for me and like they were kind of a place I could go to gather information on what was really going on. Because what I found was like when we originally shut down, there was so many mixed messages from the district, from ODE. It was really hard to decipher the information, but Mm -hmm. OEA was able to clarify a lot of it in teacher terms and like the mask mandate. They were right there on the forefront, like sharing what it means and why we should do it. And it was very clear for me to hear from people I trust like, oh, this is an okay thing at the at the time. Um, so they brought a lot of clarity, right? Is it Brene Brown that says clear is kind? So I, yes. that was something I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I really appreciated the, the, they could see we were all kind of in that panicked survival mode. Mm-hmm. Was it lizard brain? And they were able to bring it back and help focus us if we if we were looking for it, but also like as leaders, I did get a lot of information emailed to me. So I was in regular communication with OEA. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. And just then to, after, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say to clarify things. Yes. Uh, yeah. For us to translate, to put it in, uh, I think you use the teacher terms, which is, you know, so that we can understand what does it mean for us in our classrooms? Yes. Yeah. And I, after the fact, like it was really cool being able to meet and hear plans and um, MOUs or memorandums of understanding, which is an agreement between the district and the union. It's outside of the contract. It usually expires after one year. But we had to create so many MOUs for COVID and for hybrid. And it was really cool to go to those meetings and hear what other districts created. Because then I felt like I wasn't starting at zero. I was actually able to read through what another district wrote up. And then we could take from that things that were applicable for my district. And I definitely would not have had that connection without OEA. So it was really important for all of us to kind of come together and to be able to share with my district and say, well, I know for a fact that this district has this policy in place and we're really close to them, maybe we should also have that policy in place. And so there's a lot of power in that when we work together to create those uh, those memorandums, those MOUs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, uh, there again, it, uh, it seems like that uh, by clarifying things, by working, basically allowing us to work together um, as individuals, as schools, as districts, as organizations to um, to help our students who are going through such trauma, I think every single one of them, you know, with 
with everything changing so much. Um, Definitely. Well, and if we know what's going on and if we feel comfortable and safe, we can then help our students feel the same way. Uh, I just think that like now that we're back, things are starting to go back to normal. But during that COVID time, it was very much the unknown, which just was really hard on all of us. And so unfortunately, our kids felt that too. Our students felt that too. And so it was nice to have a place where there was time where we could come together and vent and just share, can you believe that this is happening again? Mm-hmm. Um, or share, here Here are some solutions, which is my favorite part is like coming together and being like, well, what did you guys do to make it work? Um, and it's always, I like the the fact that our union is so focused on solutions and it's localized solutions a lot of the time too, which is cool because like my small district has a lot of different needs than Portland Public or Beaverton. And so being able to try and problem solve with like locals has been really beneficial as well. So it's the connections you have with the other smaller districts. Uh, That sounds good. And also we can reassure our students when we are being reassured completely. Mm -hmm. Um, So Jenna, this has been great. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? You're speaking in an OEA podcast to predominantly OEA members, K through 12 community college. What would you like to share with us? Uh, oh, there's so much I could share. Um, North Marion was the last bargaining session. We bargained for 400 days. I think we still hold the record for longest session without settling, but we did settle. Um, and so I think that what I've learned from that experience is the importance of relationships and the importance of making connections with your local members. Like I've talked a lot about how OEA is great and there's all these connections with OEA. But in terms of connecting with my my members at North Marion, um, it's so important for me to be visible. It's so important for the leaders to be visible. I shouldn't just say me. Like all of our leaders need to be somebody that is accessible for our members for them to come and share their grievance or their gripe or whatever they need. Uh, so it's important to be visible. It's also really important as leaders to be transparent. There, you, if you're not going to be able to repeat something to a member, then you probably shouldn't say it. Uh, obviously, there's like confidentiality, um, but we need to be able to be honest with all of our members. And then, um, yeah, I would just say, like, when it comes time for bargaining, it's really, really helpful to plan for a strike and just be prepared. If you have that mindset, then you'll go into it uh, in a in a a place where you're not sh- surprised and your members are not surprised. So kind of going with that clear as kind, be transparent. Right now, we're in this very interesting time period because of the interest rate and how high it's increased. And a lot of districts are actually getting really good colas. And so I think that's something that we need to remember when it's time for bargaining because we're coming up next year, but also everyone else out there. If you're bargaining, like get your members involved as soon as possible, even before it starts, 
Because once you get that engagement, it's going to be way more successful. So, yeah, I really appreciate being able to share everything. I've loved being a part of my union. Well, it's you're showing us how strong it is and you're showing us all the connections, the very useful connections there. So, so thanks, Janet. Thanks for all this information about the resources available and what we can do through OEA and through our local. And I'm hoping that everybody who listens to this uh, goes immediately to the website and plays around with it and sees all the resources there and gets very, very yes, look up OEA. Yeah, look up OEA Learn. That's where so many of these amazing classes and trainings and my Emerging Leaders class was through there. I've taken like facilitate online learning and gotten college credit. So go online, please. And they're actually, did you know they're updating their website? OEA No, I did not. Oh my goodness. Yay. We need to advertise that, don't we? Listeners, pay attention. It's being updated. (laughs) It's supposed to be way more user-friendly, so I'm really excited to see the change. I think it's in July that it'll be happening. Well, we're we're lucky. You're you're telling us uh, how lucky we are uh, that we are members of Oregon Education Association. So um, thank you, Jana, and thanks to the listeners for listening and supporting our union. Thank you. Thank you. For more OEA professional learning opportunities, visit grow.oregonad.org.